Explode your to-be-read pile with The New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com slash new releases. That's bookriot.com slash new releases. Happy browsing! You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and hello, it's me. I was wondering about all of these books you have to read. This is episode number 259 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple great backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone, how's it going? I have been adding a bunch of books to my TBR lately. I feel like every time I consume a piece of media, I add another book or three to my TBR. Recently, my wife and I poured ourselves some strong adult beverages and watched the Cats movie, which was incredibly weird. I'm not a fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber, but I'm familiar with the show and I'm a fan of weird things. But this movie was freaking bizarre. I don't think I hated it, though. I did realize that I never read the T.S. Eliot poems on which the show was based, so I added that to my TBR. And then with the passing of Little Richard recently, someone posted an excerpt from his biography, and it was wild, so I definitely added that to my TBR. Then, the other night my wife and I watched Dreamgirls because she hadn't seen it, and I'm determined to teach her about more musicals this year. Of course, then I found a book on the Supremes, as well as a book on Motown to add to my TBR, so I have a lot of reading to do. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. Explode your to-be-read pile with The New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com slash new releases. That's bookriot.com slash new releases. Happy browsing! So today I have a couple more nonfiction titles, she says, surprising no one. The first book is Awakening Your Ikigai, How the Japanese Wake Up to Joy and Purpose Every Day by Ken Mogi. First of all, ikigai is a Japanese word and way of life. It's two words together, iki, which is translated as to live, and gai, which I've seen translated as reason or worth or purpose, roughly the same idea. Ikigai is your life's purpose, your life's reason, the reason you continue to get up each morning, your reason for being. I first heard the concept a few years ago when I saw one of the many ikigai Venn diagrams that resonated with me. The one that comes to mind had Ikigai at the center intersection of what you love, plus what the world needs, plus what you're good at, 
plus what you can be rewarded for. The author, Ken Mogi, makes it clear in his book that Ikigai is possible without necessarily being successful in your professional life. Finding your Ikigai, having Ikigai, can result in success, but is more focused in a sort of life satisfaction. One of the most important things that Mogi posits is that Ikigai is available to all of us, no matter our background, education, or economic class. We don't need to be able to quit our jobs and travel the world to find our Ikigai, and that this is central to the book is one of the many reasons I really like it. This book is told mostly in anecdotes about how certain Japanese people have discovered their ikigai. It includes a wide range of people, from a three Michelin star chef to a sumo wrestler who has a really terrible record of wins, yet has found great satisfaction in the doing of what he does. Throughout the book and each story, the author refers to the five pillars of ikigai, which are starting small, releasing yourself, harmony and sustainability, the joy of small things, and being in the here and now. Together, they provide the framework for Ikigai to flourish. I was deeply affected by Mogi's part about Sembikia. If you haven't heard of Sembikia, it's Japan's oldest fruit shop, but like it's luxury fruit. Sembikia is the Tiffany's of fruit. We're talking about a single muskmelon for $200, or a single mango for $100. Extraordinary agricultural efforts are put into growing each individual fruit, like growing it by hand, like one stalk, one fruit, to warrant these huge price tags. I'm not going to lie, I would absolutely buy and eat a $100 mango. <laughs> I'm all about the experience, especially when it comes to food. In fact, pre-pandemic, my wife and I would gift each other experiences, usually around food instead of things. The thing about a $100 mango is that it's fleeting, right? It forces you to be in the moment. No matter how many pictures you take of it or video of you eating it, the experience itself is brief and you can't hold on to it. This circles back to the idea of being in the here and now, which is one of the five pillars of Ikigai. I really enjoyed this book. It's a quick read, and I think also it would make a really good gift. Again, that title is Awakening Your Ikigai, How the Japanese Wake Up to Joy and Purpose Every Day by Ken Mogi. For my next pick is Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, A Therapist, Her Therapist, and Our Lives Revealed by Lori Gottlieb. I am so happy that this book exists. I don't know what I was expecting, maybe something super serious, but it was more entertaining than I anticipated, and I had a lot of fun reading it. I am a huge advocate for mental health, and I wish that everyone had access to therapy. I think that this book is especially good for folks who have never been to therapy before and don't know what to expect, or for folks who have never been to therapy before and have a whole bunch of ideas of what it's like from pop culture and think that it's not for them. Therapy can definitely be for everyone if people are able to find the right therapist for them. So the author, Lori Gottlieb, is a writer, obviously, and also a therapist. This book comes at therapy in a bunch of different ways. Interwoven are stories about her work with her clients and how she came to be a therapist. Another main thread is about her finding a therapist for herself 
to work through what started as a huge breakup, but also it ended up being some much deeper stuff too. Finally, there are also some really great bits about what therapists in general do, what therapy is about, and how therapy can help people. I laughed multiple points in this book, and I cried a little bit too. One of the patients the author talks about, she calls Julie, who has terminal cancer, and Julie is seeing Laurie, our author, to help her prepare for death. If talking a lot about death and cancer are triggers for you, then you might not be the audience for this book. Other things discussed with other patients in this book are child abuse, alcoholism, and the death of a child. That being said, there is a good balance between the dark and the light in in this book because at the end of the day, therapy is about doing the work and healing in what ways we can. It's about being heard by an impartial party. It's about getting unstuck when we're stuck, and it's about allowing ourselves to be vulnerable even with ourselves. Above all, I appreciate Lori Gottlieb's willingness to be vulnerable with readers about her own process, the process of becoming a single mother by choice, her adventures with unknown illness, and her experiences as a therapist in therapy. There are so many gems in this book. I think it's not only an entertaining read, but an important read. I highly recommend Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, A Therapist, Her Therapist, and Our Lives Revealed by Lori Gottlieb. Also today, I have a dealer's choice. I've been reading a lot of heavy nonfiction lately, so I'm really excited that I got a galley for a book called The Goddess Twins by Yodasa Williams. So there's a pair of twins named Aurora and Arden who develop powers right before their 18th birthday. At the same time, their mother goes missing. I have not read it yet, but come on, literal black girl magic? I am into it. It comes out on May 19th, so shortly after this show airs. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in the lover of information spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading! <laughs>